0: It's easy to forget the panhandle is like the rest of the Midwest this time of year. Yes. It's like anywhere else in Texas, you're like, snowing in the panhandle, huh? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow, there's a place in Texas that's snowing. And you're like,
1: yeah, because it's western Oklahoma. Exactly. It's you- southern
0: Colorado. <laughs>
1: Did you know there's, like, I think Perryton, the closest Walmart to Perryton is in Kansas? I think, yeah, I've heard that fact before yeah. from you. Yeah. yeah. In, is, it, is it liberal or liberal Kansas? Yeah,
0: who knows? It's probably liberal because in Kansas they just pronounce things the way they look okay. rather than Texas where they invent their own.
1: Well, you know, we, yeah.
0: I've already got to, I've already got to apologize. I'm filling in, filling in for Tepper with all this stuff this week. I've already got to apologize to the people of Lakey, and I've already got to apologize to the people of Santa, San Augustine. Okay. I want to
1: say San Augustine. Well, I I, I think and I think Delion is pronounced actually Delion, but I, I always say Delion. So we've got we've all got it. Well our, and then Tepper says Dillion. Yeah. The so, way and yeah. I, I don't know
0: if he means it to sound that way, but that's how it sounds he says Dillion. Oh, us crazy Texans in our pronunciations. I have no idea. Should we do this? Let's do it. Step and Step your premium high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and texasfootball.com. I I'm not Tep. I'm Max Thompson, director of digital content at DCTF, filling in for Tepper who is on baby watch. He is we on, have we have no
1: baby news. No, not, not not as of Monday at 5 p.m., we do not We have do baby not news. have baby
0: news. He has I think the last contact he made with any human being associated with Dave Campbell's was you this morning.
1: Yes. About, he sent me one email <clears throat> to
0: correct something in one of our player of the week things what or time something. was that
1: mine was like about nine uh, i'm
0: going to say that that was around okay. 10
1: okay so we uh, probably the we're last at, yeah la- seven hours of no contact no here. contact with tepper we have Uh-oh, no idea wonder.
0: we have no idea what's going on with tepper right now uh that other voice you heard is uh dave campbell Texas football high school insider matt step uh hello max how's it going this is weird. Right. It's a little weird, but it's, it's okay. It's a little weird. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna lay this out for people right away. I mean, if you have an expectation uh, that I am going to somehow have the twenty weird factoids and stats that, <laughs> that Tepper has for this show. I don't know where
1: he finds those. I don't have those. I
0: have a I have some Tepper esque things that I want to talk about. Okay, okay. Tepper light. Uh, Tepper approved topics that Ooh. I think he would probably go more in depth on, but uh, I do have a fun fact that will be more I I've listened to the fun facts on the other shows. I it's more of a topic. It's a it's a lead in to a final topic okay. that I think is very suited for this podcast specifically. The Nerdcast. cast. It's, it's, is it a nerdy it's, topic? It's it's very in the weeds oh, uh, of, of team it. assessments. Let's okay. put it that way. Um anyway. Thank you for joining us and for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. I won't say all the cheesy stuff that Greg says, but just thank you. That's all I'm going to say. we appreciate you. We like you a lot. Yeah, I don't have a bunch of things about food in my tummy or whatever. Uh, But I really appreciate that you guys do uh, tune into this. This is your regional semifinal review and regional final preview. Uh,
1: Not state quarterfinal. No, the UIL says it is regional finals. (sighs) Why do we? Regional titles are on the line here, Why do we care about that?
0: Why is why is that such a thing? Why can't it just be a state quarterfinal? You go anywhere on, the, I, I and I don't even know how controversial it is. Me having a problem with it, Like Like if there's someone know, it, that if there's someone here that's listening to this, like in their car or in an office somewhere, and they're like, "That sob, he's trying regional to call final? it a state quarterfinal." I guess because a regional title does carry some weight in yeah, Texas, like it means more, and maybe it's because yeah. the size of the state, maybe it's probably. the physical size of the yeah.
1: state. Maybe that's because you know, our our regions are probably the size of, our, the size of states, so. Yes. That may have something to do with it. I guess it does. I I honestly... Regardless, there's eight teams left in each bracket. We have three weeks left in the high school football season. Yep. The games are great, but they are much fewer and far between. As in uh, 11-man, we only have 40 games left. Right. And then in 6-man, we have four left. So, 44 Texas high school football games left this week.
0: Um... So you guys usually start with a little bit of a review, and we did this a little bit on uh, Texas Football Today, our daily football podcast at noon on texasfootball.com. You should listen every uh, day. You should. We have a great crowd. We've had guest hosts uh, lined up for the whole week. We had our first one today, and she was awesome, Terry Adams. And, uh, and it's an
1: interactive show. You can actually get in the comments yeah. and, and interact with yeah. Max and Tepper and Ish. It's and somebody. if you
0: got some knowledge to throw our way, you'll get a little, uh, you'll get a little shout. You'll, yeah. get a, you'll get a little little love for that. But it's a um, lunchtime thing. You know, we talked a little bit about this on the show, but I'm interested in in your thoughts. Number one, uh, what kind of? I'm going to bury the lead on the games of the weekend. I, w- I want to know what your biggest surprises from the weekend war results wise, because I want to start in one place, okay. in one place only. And we did this a little bit on the show, but I have to do it here too.
1: Biggest surprise? I, I think the biggest surprise has got to be Hamlin over overwhelming. Right. Um, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Yep. I'm not even sure Hamlin saw it coming. No. But the they're, they're, you know, the Pipers defense. I mean, Wellington was averaging 50 points a game going right. into that game. Right. And the Pied Pipers held them to 18 points. And one touchdown was in garbage time, four turnovers. And the, the big play was Jackson Cepeda, that 99 yard fumble return yeah. for a touchdown, or in the second quarter, completely turned the, turned the tenor of the game around. That was my biggest surprise. Um, <clears throat> war on weather. Weather was a huge impact last week. <laughs> It is going to be an impact again this week because we've already had several games in the Panhandle moved yeah. from Friday to Thursday. We right. may not, we may not have a game Friday. Actually, actually, we're going to have at least one game on Friday west of Fort Worth, but there won't be that many. Right, not going to um, be that many. And then, I, you know, Valley Week. I think right. we should talk about Valley Week a little bit because, um, and I talked about this with Craig Way today on, on his show. You know, the third round in Region Four has been in six A has been considered a bye week. Yeah, uh, basically for right. the most part. And I thought this year the Rio Grande Valley made an, a nice accounting of yep. themselves. Uh, Vela, you know, their quarterback doesn't go down. I mean, Westlake's quarterback went down too. But what people don't realize about Vela and their 28 nothing loss to Westlake is their second string quarterback was suspended for disciplinary reasons. So Vela was down to QB3. <laughs> they just could not move the ball against That's Westlake. That's
0: a bad formula but, against but a team. But holding Westlake,
1: Westlake to 28 points right. it was a good showing. They were competitive. It was 14 nothing at halftime. They were yeah. competitive in that game. Um, Hannah, oh. Ugh feel so bad for them. They were so close. Got punch. Uh, I thought they had it. And then, you know, in 5A, Mission Veterans Memorial was yeah. is the story. I think that's probably the story of the weekend as yeah. far as non-surprises is, is them and, you know, Landry, Landry Gilpin just just taking a flamethrower to the Corpus Christi Veterans defense. And he, he is as advertised, folks. If you are in San Antonio Saturday, go to the Alamo Dome and watch get him at 10 o'clock and then go watch Lake Travis and Judson. Yeah. I promise you'll get your money's worth. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's special. I watched a little bit of streaming of him.
1: What did you? Th- I'm interested to hear what you think. I mean, I mean he's it, he's look, fun, isn't
0: he? Look, if you make the Johnny comparisons, they're fair. He's a yeah. whirling dervish of a quarterback. I mean, the the offensive line, bless their hearts, they're when it, when, when it doesn't happen, you know, when it breaks down. He just starts spinning and yeah. running out of the pocket and waggle right, waggle left, and then looking down Spin the field. Spin out
1: and step up. Yeah,
0: and- I mean it's it is very it, it is like watching a much uh, wispier. Uh, Johnny Manziel play. You know how in yeah.
1: soccer that they, they'll they'll show the fitness and show how many, right. how many miles the he's guy not, he's ran. <laughs> I, I would love to see that. He's a, running more than a soccer yeah, player. Yeah, I'd love in to see how many game. miles uh, uh, Landry Gilpin's putting on during. Yeah, we get a Fitbit attached. Yeah, to can him we get a, a
0: Statcast Xcast attached was, to him? He was fun to watch. He was yeah. he
1: was a blast, and it was, That's, it was really cool to see that real Grand Valley crowd down there and have something yeah. to cheer about. If so. you
0: haven't uh, heard from his father either, he is as fun to watch as his father is to listen to talk.
1: He's, yeah, Coach Gilpin is a a treat. Uh, You'll, you'll probably be able to see. I'm not sure how much editing Max is going to do to his interview, but he is, he's fun to, he's fun to hear. Why edit it? Why not just Just let him go? Just let him go. Let him be him. His interview with me will be on. We did, we did the interview in the, uh, in the tunnel area of the Alamo Dome because we got run off the field. Yeah. (laughs) I saw that. They were ready to go. So, uh, but it'll be on TexasFootball.com later this week.
0: Yep. Uh, it'll be up tonight, Monday night. Awesome. Um, I wanted to actually, before we move on from that game, there is one question. I, I just think there's something really interesting about David Gilpin, uh, his father, head coach there. We I don't know if you saw Remindous the interview. mustache as well. Oh, incredible. It's, a, it's Derek Long-esque. Yes. Uh, shout out to Derek Long, former Westlake Chaps head coach. Uh, he's, you know, he gets the question a lot, and he's, he kind of he barked about this in one of his post-game interviews. He gets the question a lot, why doesn't Landry have more college offers? And he answered in a way that I thought was kind of a refreshing in that he's like, just let him be a high school player. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Just let him enjoy this moment and, and let him be a high school player for yeah. a few more days. You don't get that very often. Um, now, it's probably something you know the fact that it's his son has something to do with it right if it's a, if it's not your son you're probably going to sit there and try to bang the drum i don't know you know the, a lot of college programs are missing out on this kid who isn't my son but feels a little bit like a son because i've been with him for through so much at this point and i i'm his number one advocate on the football field um but at the same time it's it's kind of a different answer and i wonder if there's something about the valley mentality in that right Let's just enjoy this moment where the Valley is is doing what they're doing and they're on the map.
1: I, I, I definitely think there's something to that for sure. Yeah. And, and I think it has a, t- a testament to how big high school football is in the Valley because they don't have a pro team. They don't have a college team. And for the most part – you know a a, a much it's a small percentage of kids go on to play college football anyway at any level yeah not not just d1 but at any level and that percentage is even smaller in the valley just because generally speaking their teams and their kids aren't as physically gifted as the other areas of the state so i think that has plays into it as well but make no mistake about it landry gilpin will play college football somewhere he's too good of a player to not and he may walk on somewhere i mean he's he could I think I think he's probably a slot receiver at the next yeah. level, which is where he played his freshman and sophomore year. So yeah. could probably see him be a, a slot at the next level. He's a great athlete. Yeah.
0: Unbelievable. Keep an eye on him. I think we'll be talking about him more down the road. Uh speaking of surprises, you know, I always say one of my favorite football adages is it's tough to beat a team twice. You hear me say it all the time, right? We, it is one hundred percent true. It is one hundred percent true. Uh but Matt, what if you beat that team sixty-two? 62- to 21 the first time? I would think that they would... uh, 23? I don't remember what the score was. I would think if they played again...
1: The the game might be a little bit closer, maybe like a 21-point game. Now, what if,
0: and this is just me spitballing, figurative here, what if the coach of the losing team in that 40-point loss went out and said... We're actually really good. They don't know how good we are. They haven't gotten any better, and we're going we're gonna to get them because we're great in the playoffs.
1: I would say that team that beat you by 40 is probably going to be woken up and ready to go.
0: Folks, the weirdest scoreline of Friday night by far, not even close, halftime, Salina 14, Argyle 3, and Bill Elliott is the king of the mountain mm-hmm. for a few minutes when we all think – by God, he was right. They're yeah. going to gonna swing this 40-plus points, and they're going to beat Argyle and knock him out of the playoffs. Didn't happen. No, it didn't
1: happen, but, but boy, it dang near did. So during our uh, <clears throat> and you pulled that you pulled back the curtain a little bit on the yeah. show today during our our game in Mineral Wells, San Sabin and Celeste, which was another banger. Yeah. Um, we were delayed, and so we were keeping eye on, on all the yeah. games around the state. And when we saw that scoreline from Brady Keene, yeah. our all, me and Ish, our jaws our jaws dropped. Yeah, <clears throat> it was unbelievable and. Credit to Salina. Credit to Coach Elliott. All and the staff. credit to them. Yeah. Uh, they, looked, they looked surprisingly confident in the press yeah. box Thursday at La Vega yeah. Paris. And we we're like, oh, these guys are about to get hammered. They're and, there scouting La Vega in Paris. And they're like, what are you doing here? Yeah. You ain't playing and, in the next round. Uh-huh, And they darn near pulled it off. So credit to Salina. And also credit to Argyle for, for getting it together and, and fending off Salina. So, because um, they could have, that's a game that a lot of teams probably would have lost. Because I'm yeah. sure Salina was fired up for that game. So credit on both sides, but a lot of credit goes to the Bobcats. As
0: usual. Coaches know far more than I ever will. Yes, and uh, they know why when I, I love football, we don't. Yeah. And that is a uh, foreshadowing to a segment that I want to preview later. Uh Ooh. the a a tease a, right there, folks, is, in the biz. We call that a tease. I, want, I do want to get to that. Games like that and how we react to them. Um some of the ones some some of the results oh, look, North Shore's amazing. North Shore's wow. amazing. They are Katie It's hard to see. I've, I've never seen anyone. Make Katie's really like, good. I mean the, the takeaway from that game isn't Just my goodness, North Shore's amazing. Katie's really good. Like that game, they're right there in it. They're making, they're throwing haymakers
1: Mm -hmm. right back. They're Mm -hmm. not remotely intimidated, and they just—it's not enough. No, (laughs) not enough. It was just not. It was just not enough. And 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 North Shore is so impressive. They are, they are a big play waiting to happen. I mean,
0: we're talking about forty nine points against Katie.
1: Yeah, and they needed it. Katie put up thirty eight.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just unbelievable. I, I don't know. Sometimes it's, it's, at some point in the playoffs, some teams need to prove something to you. No, I mean, and, and like I just, I just got done saying it's hard to beat a team twice. They beat them by just double as, digits. They beat, yeah.
1: North Shore beat Katie by double digits twice. Yeah, in the same year. That's. And it's a good Katie team. I really cannot stress enough how good they. In Katie most team years, is. this yeah. is a re, this is a state this is a regional champion. Yeah. At minimum, in Katie. It's it's nuts. Uh but um, you know another thing, hard to team but what about I not I'm stealing your thunder, let me know. No, 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 Yoakum and Goliad. Oh god yeah. What yeah. a you know, Goliad wins the first one and then Yokum yeah. on a on a blocked punt yep. wins the game. Yeah. Unbelievable game.
0: I remember tuning in when it was 35-31 and thinking, Okay, Goliad's it looks like they're just gonna, gonna run out the run out of the string here and they're gonna be done. That's gonna be it. We're going they're gonna win, they're gonna move on. We picked them at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. in the magazine to get to the state championship. All right, everything's on course, and then you go, "Oh my God!" Yeah, Yokum yeah. just blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown. Of the game
1: basically was over at that. That's one. it. Yeah, like he had one more shot, but that atmosphere—you could tell from the the crowd on Texas—that that place was packed. They were four yeah. deep on the all, all, all on the fence. And quero has got a big. Quero's a four eighty-two. They have a big stadium. That, that place holds like seven thousand. Yeah, for that size big school. stadium. Yeah, man. so it's a huge crowd.
0: Good grief! I mean, a lot of close finishes. Huntsville-Marshall was crazy. You were at that game. I was, I was, at, the, I was, I was at that game. Uh, if you didn't follow it, Marshall goes down at the end of the game. Uh, they scored a touchdown. It's 35-34. Claude Mathis elects to go for two, and you know how I feel about burning down football. You are on board. Man. I am all on board for just being crazy and doing the most aggressive stuff all the time. I love the call. Uh, at that point in the game, there's no guarantee that if they just went back and forth with Huntsville, they could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, both teams are really inconsistent on offense. I mean, yeah. have playmakers, but just w- really having trouble getting the ball down the field consistently. Uh, it was like a lot. There were so many turnovers, more than I can count. Uh, and they don't get it. Yeah. Uh, they tried, try to do the halfback, you know, dive into the line and then toss it over the top. But Huntsville didn't bite. They were covering it the whole way. Good coverage.
1: Yeah, it was a good. Call. I saw the replays. Very good. Uh, coverage.
0: You know, I, I know a lot of the Marshall fans thought it was interference. I didn't see that. I, I thought it was a jump ball. They both went for it. They high pointed it, and yeah. it just got swatted down. Mm-hmm. Now, where he might have a beef was a few other calls in the in the in yeah, the game, and I others. legitimately think yeah. he has that beef. Um, and he'll, you know, in interviews, he didn't mince words afterwards. He said, you know, this game was stolen from these kids. I'll never go that far. Yeah. The refs have a tough job. I think a lot of calls go different ways. We saw it the night before in the same building with Carthage and Midlothian Heritage. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Gabe Brooks, big Carthage fan. I've <laughs> given him a lot, of, a lot of grief the last few days going, uh, hey, man, you want to give that touchdown back to Midlothian Heritage? And he immediately snaps back. You want to give back that scoop and score that they took away from us? <laughs> Fair enough, man. I mean, like I, you know, I just close call. These games are. I
1: mean, it's hard. Refing refing high school football games is tough, and you're reffing them at this level. Yeah, these teams are good. These kids are fast. Speed. You know, it's, it's, it's We everything. saw a close call that in the San Sabo Celeste game where oh, where O'Keefe O'Keefe
0: runs like 70 plus yards on the final play as time expires. One of the greatest runs I've ever seen in my life.
1: We, we all three stood up in the press box. We're like, oh, "Go!" yeah, like
0: know, oh no dog in the fight. Yeah. But at that point, you're rooting for an, an incredible finish dives. And, I, you know, we're farther away from the play. So yeah. Number one. And you and so are the rest of you at home when you when you see this stuff. It looked like he got in. It looked like he got the pylon before his elbow was down. Yeah. They didn't give it to him. We couldn't believe it. It didn't matter. They went on to win the game anyway. yeah, anyway. we, um, we got extra football because we, of it. We got extra football after an hour and a half delay anyway. Yeah. Um, a couple of surprises I want to throw by you because I think they're probably you know two of the two of the more interesting ones uh, other than Argyle and Slana. Tidehaven fourteen Van Vleck zero. What does that do for you?
1: That's that's impressive. Coach yeah. Lucio did a uh, great job. He did a, he, him and his defense did a wonderful job because I thought Van Vleck was the regional favorite there. Yeah. So. Uh, and this is, you know,
0: Tidehaven had a great year last year. Thought they were going to be down this year.
1: They were, Tidehaven finished 4 and 6 this year. Yeah. And they are 7 and 6 playing for a regional title. <laughs> now they got East Bernard this week. It's going to be tough. Yeah, it's Do it be again. Tough. But hey, if you pitch a shutout, you're going to win. Yeah. I
0: guarantee it. And here's the one. This is It's a surprise, but I I'm, I want to lead into a, a greater point here. Referio 56, Shiner 41. Referio <laughs> Is this just some elaborate game of possum that Herring's been playing all season? Would you put it past him? I wouldn't put it past <laughs> him, and that's exactly sort of my point. We, uh,
1: we were sitting here, and me and Tepper, I know, after they lost, they lost a goalie at 35 nothing, and then Mart, they got
0: blown murdered. Out. I was
1: at that game. And boy, we're yeah. like, and they looked bad. We're like, what are they doing with this offense? Yeah. They've got a guy who threw for a ton of yards at a 5A mm-hmm. school as a sophomore, yeah. and he's not playing quarterback, he's playing linebacker. Yeah. Well, he's playing quarterback now,
0: guys. And watch out. <laughs> and I mean, doing that against that Shiner defense, yeah. right? Say what you want, but that they always play sound defense. Like maybe they give up points to a good offense, but they they did everything they could to stay in this game, and they just couldn't. They just it was cannot, just too much. Also, Choa was unbelievable, overwhelming, and that yeah. is the least overwhelming would be how I would describe how bad they were early in the year. Yeah. They're. And, and I feel like this has turned 281 on its head because i'm I'm honestly looking at this now and thinking what if they're just gonna cruise what yeah. if they what if Mason is now looking at film of Refurio a completely different team than they've been reading about and hearing about all year like who's this going team? how in the hell
1: heck are we going to stop these guys and, and refurio's kind of and you, you talk to folks refurio's kind of in their head a little bit refurio's yeah. won like three and a, mason stunned him the first time he played yeah. and beat him 24 to 20 in 2014 and since then they've played every year and refurio's dominated yeah. every year so
0: yeah. coach burns i've talked to him about this before he's he 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 his team's great he loves his kids there's just a size disadvantage that he can't do anything about yeah. you know size, he says they know advantage. it They get in the weight room. They're trying to get their kids as big as they can get them over in the offseason. They're trying to work really hard to be in that position. But when they line up, their kids are just not as big as as Refurio, and it never seems to change. And,
1: I mean, ultimately you can scheme all you want, but if the other guy in front of you is physically beating you most of the time, they're going to win the game.
0: And uh, I think if you're casually following Texas high school football, you go, well, you know, Refurio beats Shiner. That happens. That's not – that's not how this season has been going. This is completely surprising and in
1: and in the way they did it, 56 it, to 41.
0: On any given year if you said, "Hey, Refuero is going to beat Shiner in the playoffs and they're probably going to be a favorite in the state title game." You go, "Well, of course, it's Refuero." That's not the season we've been following. No, it's a complete, and, complete 180. And and maybe it was just one week. I'm sure Mason is hoping it was. Yeah. Uh, but boy, I'm just I just think You know, we have a pick'em contest uh, between us and the Texas Football Today fans. They're not. I don't think anyone picks Refurio. No. You know, and we're in that position with a few other brackets, but this is one where it's just like it's a complete out. I don't know.
1: It's not out of left field because it's Refurio, but we did not see this coming.
0: Now, the one segment I want to throw in here before we get to this week is I'm going to take some of these scores and I want your opinion on on these teams, on whether they are pretenders or Ooh, contenders okay. and there's a lot of context with each of these <laughs> that i think we can throw in and talk about a few other teams in the process all right so let's start with a team we just talked about a second ago and look forward for them
1: Tidehaven, uh pretender pretender yeah
0: do you think this you think east bernard is is where it ends yeah east okay. bernard is now here's an interesting one because i don't know if we know if they've reached their full potential Richmond Foster, who upset Hutto last week, 41-31. It's a young team. They looked really good in 7-on-7 over the summer. Beat Lake Travis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No McDowell can coach them up. Do they have more in the tank? Are we we seeing them get better with each week?
1: Yes. I think they're a contender.
0: Okay. How far do you think they can go?
1: I think they can get to Arlington.
0: Ooh, baby. You heard it here first. Okay. Three more. This is more interesting now because of what's happened to Westlake. Brandeis thirty three, Hannah thirty two. Can Brandeis get there now? No,
1: I think they're too young. I think they're a year away. So you think they're, they're gonna, super young? You don't think they can beat Westlake? No, even even with even if Anderson doesn't play, I think Westlake beats them. Interesting. Yeah, okay, I think All Westlake right.
0: beats them. Now here's this is the million dollar one. <laughs> John Tyler, thirty one Lone Star thirteen. John Tyler is not remotely the team they were to start the year. Now most teams aren't. And if you really look back at it, the two losses are really. Pretty solid losses. Yeah. Like they're two really good teams, but it had that feeling early on of complete and utter disaster. Mm-hmm.
1: My heart says contender, <laughs> my head says pretender. Because they're playing Highland Park. I know, and it's hard to pick it It's Highland Park. Highland Park's a murder machine. Yeah, they're it really efficient. They don't make mistakes. Pick yeah. They're not going to give you second chances. <laughs> um, I, I'm hoping. I, I I would love nothing more than to see John Tyler and Longview oh, together at state. Yeah, I don't think talk that. about fun. Let's if, make it happen. Finally, the team we started this whole segment off with,
0: Hamlin 21, Wellington 18. And now my question for you is, this feels like shades of Arp over Newton in 2016. That's what it
1: feels like. Mm-hmm. Tell me why it's not. Uh, if, I think if Hamlin hadn't have lost to Albany, yeah. Uh, I think, to be fair, I think Hamlin may have overlooked, overlooked Albany a little bit. Mm-hmm. They got down twenty-seven to seven in the first half and almost came back and won. Mm-hmm. So I think this Hamlin team is legit. I think they're really strong. I think they're going to beat Albany this week, and I think they have a really good shot to get their audience in as well. All so would say I would disagree. I think I, I think as far as the uh, the troop Arp, Arp, Arp and Newton yeah. uh, comparison. All right, that was pretenders and
0: contenders. That's my invented segment for this because one week. Yeah. A one week segment. I don't, I yeah. I I, I defer to you. Uh, well, it might be a two week. It might be a three. Who knows? I mean, we don't know. I yeah. don't know you I know. don't know when Tepper's no. coming back. I really don't. And I, you know, it's whatever. It it's takes- fine. Um, the only quick shout outs I want to throw in here, because we just have to. Forbin Marshall murdered Portnoy's yeah. Rose. Wow. Murdered them. We watched, Malik we watched that for like
1: five minutes. And we're like, oh, this is over. I had not yet <laughs> watched
0: Malik Hornsby led Fort Ben Marshall i i wish huntsville luck i don't know what you do i really don't yeah they're right. unbelievable um and if it's close i'll be amazed uh but that that would just be a credit to huntsville and then <sighs> franklin oh boy this is the second year in a row they lost a game that i wasn't expecting them to lose at a point in the playoff at the same point in the playoffs so they lost yeah. to teague last year in a game that they got blown out right not blown okay, out, but okay. but it would. They just couldn't keep up. Yeah. Um, and then they get edged this week by Grandview. And now, man, as the zebras, as, as Greg would like to say, why couldn't the zebras win the whole darn thing? Now, well, look
1: who they've beaten in the first. I, they've I, beaten Rockdale, Woodville, yeah. and Franklin. I mean. Wow. What else do you need to do, yeah, right? They, 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 I, c- consider me convinced. I, had, I picked against Grandview three times, yeah. and they've won all three games. So <laughs> guess what, Grandview, I'm picking you this week. So hope it's not the kiss of death. Uh, now watch them lose to East Chambers because who's really good?
0: East Chambers and they and a, and a gutsy performance to steal it away from Cameron yeah. at the end there. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched the end of that one. Tough way to lose. That's a tough way to lose. I mean, there were some real brutal endings. We talked about the punt block with Go- Yoko and Goliad. We haven't even t- we, we we've talked about the bad calls at the end of a couple of these games or controversial calls. Yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to bag on Tasso. Uh, we haven't talked about the end of Grapevine Birdville, which yeah. was just as brutal. They're in overtime. Birdville goes down and scores. Grapevine lines up for their possession. Snap by the quarterback. Birdville recovers. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. your whole season. You're lining up thinking, all right, we just got it. Now let's put this drive together. First snap, pass the
1: quarterback over. Mm. Nah, and I'm it's knowledge. just. I watched Hannah. You know, yeah. yeah. I, they could have easily won. You know, just it's almost more. It's It's less excruciating. If you, you know, if you take the Westaco route and just get beat by fifty. And just, right. We, we got beat by a better team. I, you, you know, I. It's tough. I feel bad for these people. Yeah. The season. playoffs are tough. It's it's just It's just how it is. Yeah. There's somebody crying at the end of every game. Ugh, right? These. This was a particularly. There's just some brutal
0: finishes yeah, this week. It was uh, gut wrenching. Worse than a lot of them. All right. So, let's talk about this week. Uh, you guys usually do a snake draft. Five games each if I'm if I'm taking if I remember. That's correct. Right yes, sir. All right. Uh I'm gonna defer to you. I'm gonna let you pick first okay. because I have no interest in playing any games here and no one's here to listen to what I have to think. Okay. Uh you gotta pick one. Your first pick for a game you absolutely have to be at this weekend.
1: <clears throat> All right. I'm gonna go to the Alamo Dome. Yep. Two o'clock. Yep. Saturday. Yep. Like Travis Judson. That was my first pick too. I mean, yep. there's one game that, you know, yep. Matt, you can only go to one game this weekend, and it can be anywhere in the state, but it's the mm-hmm. only game you can go to. It's Lake Travis-Judson. Yep. I mean, <clears throat> here's the thing. On paper, if you just take these two teams on paper, yeah, as talented as Lake Travis is, I think Judson is better. Mm-hmm. They're deeper. Yeah. They're faster. Probably a little bit bigger. Yeah. They've got playmakers. All They've got days.
0: the best defensive player. Lake Travis has the best offensive player.
1: Judson's got Sincere McCormick. Lake Travis has Hudson Card. But I think, you know... Judson's got more talent across yeah. the board. The thing is, I'm gonna be blunt here. I don't trust Judson in this, in the playoffs. Nope. I trust late Travis and Hank Carter in yep. these. They have thrived in these situations yep. over the years. Since Jeff Dykus was roaming the sidelines, they've thrived in these situations yep. deep in the playoffs. Judson, since D.W. Rutledge hung him up, yeah. and went to direct the THSCA, they haven't really done this. They, yeah. they, They've been to the semifinals a couple times and not perform well. Yeah, Um, so I need to see it from Judson. I I need to see them live up to what they. I know they can be in this game, but I I trust Lake Travis in these big situations more.
0: Yeah, uh, it's hard to get a feel for Lake Travis. You know, we I spend a lot of time talking to Jay Plotkin, who's still down there covering them all the time, and obviously I spent many years covering Lake Travis. You know. It, it, a lot of different things have happened this year to make things a little more confusing when you're trying to project how well Lake Travis can do. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson got hurt, number yep. one. Um, he seems fine now. He looked fine today. Uh, right, he looks fine today. <laughs> against Westlake. Right. West against Westlake. No I offense, West Licole, yeah, but. No, I and, and I suspect he is fine. Um, and he has the ability to take over a game in a way most receivers can't, but it's also not easy to put a, receive, a receiver in a position to take over a game if that makes sense, right? Yeah. It it has to be a few more things than that. Things
1: have to line up for that.
0: They switched offensive coordinators. Michael Wall took off for his job at Willis. Um what's the quarters coordinator's name is escaping my mind right now. Um he was, was at, he was at Texas. There was definitely control. an adjustment peri- period. It's, there's maybe. definitely an adjustment period. I mean, yeah. if you look at the Westlake game, some things just weren't clicking there that normally should for them. Um since then, they've looked fine, right? This is the first real test, though. Exactly. you know, It is. Absolutely. I think a lot of people thought, oh, maybe Madison will be the test, and it wasn't. It was over very quickly. Yeah. Um, I just don't have a great feel for it. I mean, I I always end up rooting for Judson uh, because we just don't see him yeah, making can, it all the way. But the the difference this year, too, is bless both of these teams' hearts, the prize for this is getting murdered by yeah. North Shore. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Reward uh, is North Shore is is to conquer and slay the beast, right? Yeah. The eight armed monster that is North Shore right now. I don't like those odds anyway. So it, it, to me, it's a toss up. I think it's really fascinating. Um, but yeah, I I, I have no I no way no idea how to lean in this one. Do you guys normally
1: make picks on these? No, not usually. Okay. Just, just we, where we, you yeah. want to be. Yeah, I mean, I th- and I think like you said. I saw Lake Travis Saturday, and it was hard to get a feel for them. They were playing in Yeah, they were overmatched. But you could, I could just see, you, I could just tell by watching. This is not a vintage Lake Travis right. team, especially defensively. Yeah. It's not a vintage Lake Travis right. team. Yeah. Um, so that would worry me a little bit. But like I said, I just you know I trust Hank Carter and then in, in Lake Travis in these big games. So. You know, I need Judson to prove me wrong. I think it'd be yeah. fun to have Judson win the region and, and get you know have a matchup with North Shore.
0: One interesting matchup in that game that I do think probably tells us a lot if you look historically at how this season's gone for both teams, David Neal and that Westlake defensive line gave Lake Travis fits. Absolute fits. They had... They, I mean, Jay Plotkin said that. Everyone there said it was just a nightmare of trying to protect Hudson Card. He was kind of running all over the place. If you thought that was tough... Here comes DeMarvin Leal, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that might be your your little edge there if you're Judson. If they can keep the mistakes to a minimum and they can do the same things Wesley was doing on the defensive line and really give Lake Travis problems, never let them get into a rhythm, maybe this is the time Judson finally does it in the playoffs because they've beaten Lake Travis before. They have, they it's not like they don't year. know how to do it. So Yeah, DeMarvin Leal is a game wrecker. He can wreck a game by himself. All right, my turn. I, th- I we've talked about this I think this is the right pick South Lake Carroll and Duncanville and here's why I think it is so so interesting this is 4.30pm Saturday at uh, the Ford Center in Frisco we know both of these teams are good but we don't really know how good and I think what's fascinating about it is this could be close mm-hmm. and you'd go okay I still that team's good we know that team's good I'm still not quite sure how good. If one of these teams blows the other one out, I'm officially like, okay, we might have a game with Allen here. When, because Allen when didn't exactly right. blow our doors off Right, he right. And, so. and Allen doesn't end up having to play a lot of explosive teams, and when they do, it hasn't always always gone well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm excited about that. If one of these teams can really, and I'm, if we're being honest, it's if, if Duncanville is like actually a sleeper cell who's just kind of been like quietly, been very quietly, yeah, lurking uh-huh. and destroying they DISD were, teams. They were much
1: more on the radar last year,
0: right? Yeah. If they've just kind of been doing, if they're even better this year, but no one really notices. That could get interesting in a hurry.
1: What a fascinating coaching matchup! You've got oh Riley Dodge goodness. against Reggie Samples. You get more <laughs> two more different coaches at the six yeah, A level than these two. Riley Dodge and Reggie Samples, matching wits. Uh, bo- two great defenses yeah. going at. I mean, both these defenses are really good. Both offenses are really good up front and love to run the ball. I think it comes down to which team can throw the ball a little bit better and yeah. loosen the other defense up. Right. Because I think I think both of these defenses eat up one dimensional offenses. Yeah. So I think someone's going to have to open the passing game up a little bit. And get it going. And I'm still, you know, a little bit torn on this game. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, yeah. I'm, st- I'm still. You know, that's what I'm, I mean. That you know, it's, it's hard. It's a hard game to read. It's an intriguing game. But it's hard but to but read. But you look
0: at the schedules and you just go, I don't know. I don't know how good these teams are. I really don't. Because you look at, w- at what some of the other teams that they played have done since then, and it just doesn't blow you away. And that doesn't mean they're not good. Yeah. You can
1: only play who you play. You can only get play who gets put in front of you. But uh, yeah. And then this given is- a slight edge to Duncanville. Yeah, I looked at my pick. Just I, I, I'm giving a slight to Duncanville, but I mean, Southlake's blown out Capel, DeSoto, and Trinity three straight weeks. Right, it's pretty impressive. It is, uh, and I all credit to DeSoto. I think
0: Duncanville is probably faster across the board at the skill positions. Oh uh, yeah, I think so. But they're better. They're prob- up front. Yeah, they're better up front. That's the other part too. Uh, and they're just they're going to approach it a completely different way. I mean, I feel like the best teams that Samples has put out. It's a lot of really fast guys running at angles, kind of mm-hmm. slicing you up.
1: And there's no one guy who's going to put up. I mean, Jaqueline right. Jackson is kind of the, the, the guy that kind of makes it go. Yeah. But Duncanville yeah. gets a lot of guys involved. They don't rely on one guy, so they're All a right. tough matchup for opposing defenses.
0: And this was at the four center. That holds, what, 12,000? How full do you think this is going to be? <laughs> I think it's going to be really full. I think it's going yeah. to be really full, too. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a full house. It's going to be a big one. All right, what's your next pick?
1: I'm going to move down to 5A and okay. a matchup of unbeaten teams Friday night at Pennington Field in Bedford. Yeah. 13 uh, 0 Alito and 13 0 Frisco Reedy. It's one that like, I forgotten was
0: happening. Yeah. Right? Like you forget that Reedy is working. You know, oh, Reedy's having that year and we expect them to be there at the end, but you forget that, oh, they're in the same region as Alito mm. because of realignment.
1: You just don't, it doesn't click. Mm-mm. And now here we are. And I'll tell you what, the, the weather could be, a- this-, this is an yeah. outdoor game Friday night. This is a weather could be a factor game. Yeah. Here's why. Reedy is one of the few teams I think that can match up in the trenches with Alito. Right, because Alito, where, where they've been so dominant this year, is just so up front. so much bigger up front. Yeah. They're not that much. Big. Reedy, it's you know Reedy could potentially play them to a stalemate up front. Reedy's, Interesting. Reedy is that big and that right. physical. I know Tepper has seen both Alito and Reedy, and uh, he, he would probably agree with that. Yeah. I've seen them both, and I, I think. I I think there's a stalemate there. Where Alito's big edge to me in this game is is they got the skill players, right? Jace McClellan, JoJo Earl, that and the company that that's where Alito's edge in this game is. But if it's 40 degrees and raining, (laughs) that edge is negated quite a bit in this game. Yeah. So that's what what I think is really fascinating and intriguing. Uh, You know, Alito calls Pennington Field, Bearcat Stadium East. (laughs) They've only lost one playoff game in history at Pennington Field. Okay,
0: I don't know that's who that was against. Everman. Oh, of course, that's why you <laughs> yeah, know it. Was it against okay, Everman, and yeah. it was
1: actually uh, yeah, two thousand. It was Jonathan Gray's freshman year. Okay, fair uh, enough. Everman beat him in the second round of
0: the playoffs. Um, so I was like, I'm pretty sure Lakeridge beat them at Birdville. So yeah, it was at yeah.
1: Birdville. So um, Alito plays well at Pennington Field. They've got a lot of history there. I'll be interested to see you know just how well Reedy because I want to see if my hunch is right. I want to see if Reedy can match up with them. I think they can in the trenches. Yeah. And then I want to see if the weather impacts this game. And, and yeah. if you haven't seen Will Harbor from Reedy, uh, he's a fun player to watch. He, yeah. He's their starting linebacker. Um, he also is their Wildcat quarterback <laughs> in short yardage, and he also plays some fullback. Oh, he's also the kicker. Sure. So he's a, a fun deep. guy to watch. Okay. He puts up. He does. He does a little bit of everything for a re, kind of their Swiss Army knife guy. Um, <laughs> and so they're, they're fun to watch. But I think the matchup in the trenches in this game is going to be a lot of fun.
0: Well, and it's 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 long overdue, right? Because. Uh, <sighs> Alito's schedule famously just is not that, you know, during the regular season they get put in districts where it just cannot – really They're themselves.
1: so much better yeah with, with everman falling off like they have yeah. they're just not getting challenged so now, burleson centennial this year is a little bit of a, a challenge, little bit yeah but i mean frisco Reedy dominated centennial they, yeah. they played burleson centennial last week and frisco Reedy beat them 34 yeah. to 7 so
0: yeah and look south Oak Cliff really good team uh and in a weird sort of weather delayed strange night yeah hung two, uh, in there kept it close kept it kept it, yeah. kept it within a couple scores but that's the best we've seen anyone do against alito and uh, but it gives,
1: th- I think it gives pause that I think Reedy can keep, can because I think Reedy's maybe a little bit better than South Oak Cliff, so yeah. So I think yeah. that gives me gives me some pause that maybe Reedy can compete and potentially pull the upset here.
0: I think it's a good pick. All right, my next pick, the one that I wish I was going to and was going to plan a whole weekend around if it just wasn't at this freaking time. Mason versus Refurio. Here we go. This one is at three thirty Friday. Question mark? Three thirty at the Alamo Dome. They just
1: really wanted to get out of the elements, I guess.
0: And that's fine. I, I totally respect that decision. I totally get it. Uh I am annoyed in that because I just cannot get down to San Antonio in time for that.
1: I guess you're just gonna have to go to Sweetwater now. Well We'll yeah. get to that at the end. Yeah, of we'll the show. get to that. Yeah, the end yeah. Of show.
0: Um we talked about Furio on that offense. It's man. just fascinating. I mean really did point to all signs pointed to this being Mason's chance since 2014 to really get back there the way things were looking for Refereo early on I'm still not 100% sold look I I I I am very concerned <laughs> that Refereo is going to do Refereo things and run away with this yeah that is where I'm at but this is probably Mason's best chance in a while with this group
1: absolutely this yeah. is this is this is the group they've been waiting for and and this Referrio team for as well as they've played recently has showed chinks in the armor. Right. Shiner, I mean, they now Shiner's defense struggle, but Shiner did put up forty one points in Refurio. Yes. So Mason's similar in, in, in offense. I don't think Mason's quite as explosive at the skill spot. But that as might
0: actually be to their advantage because they, they keep the ball the away. Yeah. And
1: then, you know, if if you short, you limit Refurio's possessions, yeah. you know, you say, okay, if Refurio touches the ball nine times, we're probably only, we're probably only stopping them three times, yeah. and they're scoring forty two. Yeah. But if they only touch it six times right. and we stop them three times, yeah. now they're scoring twenty one. We can win. We got a shot, something like that. Yeah. So I think that is the path to victory for yep. Mason. Is kind of how they beat the, him last time. Yeah, and, yeah. and use the Malakoff method. Like yeah. when, when Malakoff did against Jefferson, yeah. just kind of use the Malakoff method and just drain the play clock every time, yep. and just shorten the game as much as you can, and, and kind of see where it takes you. Because I just don't think they can match up athletically with Furio. We, we know they can't. It's yeah. And, it, and we've seen it and we can't. They it, can't it's just up. not going
0: to happen. And they're not going to have the, like we said, they're not going to have the elements in their favor at all. That's not going to, you know, they're no, going to play gonna inside. Outside. Yeah,
1: it's going to be in the climate controlled environment. So
0: it's going to be a good atmosphere. The thing about the Alamo Dome is if you get just enough people, it does get pretty loud in there. It does. Um, yeah. And this will, this will be, and these like, we, we were, I, I've seen a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of talk about some of the art some of the teams that you know, Navarro and Cuero, Mason mm-hmm. and Refurio, teams that just always play each other Brock this time of year. Brock and Wall. Yeah. They just sort of own that region. And and this is that one. They're this is like the sixth time in eight years or something crazy. They, yeah, they've played every year. Something absurd where they, they always end up playing each other. Uh so they're very familiar with each other. They know that, that the other one is the hurdle, uh, most likely the biggest hurdle on the way to state. I wish I could be there. Yeah, I am very annoyed that they are doing a 3.30 kick. Instead, we'll be doing Texas football today and answering your questions on Mailbag Friday. Yeah. And you'll be here. I'll be here Friday. That's exciting, man. Right? Yeah. All right, you're up.
1: All right. let so we go into Class 4A. Yep. And uh, a game that I think we would love to see. I'd love to be there. Friday night, Midlothian yep. ISD Stadium. That's my next pick, too. Oh, man, I'm just stealing all your good picks. It's good. Okay. No, it's good. This is uh, this shows we're in sync. Waco, La Vega, and Argo.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Uh... Man, what do you, what can you what you know? This matchup, Ishmael was at the first matchup, yep, which was affected by rain. Yep, Argyle won by two. Yeah, and he still doesn't know how La Vega lost. And Don Hyde doesn't know. <laughs> we talked to Don Hyde uh, before the Paris game last yeah. week, and the Argyle game came up, and he goes, "We we let that one slip away." Yeah, you know, he he said we felt like we should have won the game. Yeah, um, La Vega is super impressive. La Vega, if you have not seen them, they play angry football. Oh, they're not God. dirty. No, they're. But they play physical, angry, old-school football with a little bit of a new school flair with some of the the wrinkles they have on offense, and they are fast. Yeah. And John Richards, the running back, I am glad I do not have to tackle that guy, <laughs> but he is a truck. My favorite joke
0: about Wega Vega is you know, that's a team full of bad dudes. When the running back's name is like just a grown man name, yeah, like, John Richards. Run, you know, seventeen-year-old John Richards yeah. is going to run you over. Yeah, you and know, he will, and he will. Yes. He 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 hunts defenders for sport. Yeah, you know, uh, he'll you will see him, and we did in the Paris game. Carrying the football while also launching defenders the other direction.
1: Yeah, he's looking to punish people. He is something else, and he's just one of many dudes like that. And then their defense. The number, And I don't have their names. Number 10 and number 11 yeah. for Las Vegas defense right. were unbelievable. They were, yeah. like, in every tackle. And when right. they arrive at the ball carrier, they arrive with bad intentions. Yeah, and they're
0: all around Jared Rogers, who's been like a – 20-year starter for them yeah. now at this point. And they're getting uh, healthy. You know, yeah.
1: Coach Hyde told us they've been battling injuries on the defensive line all year, and, and they seem to be healthy. And they're, That's the key to stopping the Argyle offense. Yeah. You've got to get pressure on Bo Hogaboom and get get them out of rhythm because if you let Bo Hogaboom sit back there and pick you apart and then you play action with Tito Bice, Argyle is going to pick you apart yeah. and, and drill you. So I think that's the key in this game. Um, La Vega knows Argyle well. They're yep. not intimidated by Argyle's they dominance or do aura. Yeah. They don't care. They've played Argyle. They felt like they should have won. Yeah. I think La Vega, they're kind of my. I, I, at this point, if, if you ask me who's winning 481, yeah. I think La Vega's is my favorite right now. Yeah, so they I'm, were my pick before I've,
0: the playoffs, and nothing has changed. Yeah, if anything, I'm more shaky on Argyle after last week than yeah. I was. And
1: we saw, you know, we saw La Vega Thursday against Paris, and yeah. that's a really good Paris yeah, team. It really is. As a good look. They have a lot of good looking kids and a yeah. lot of speed. And La Vega pretty much dominated the yep. game. I mean, Paris kept it competitive. Yeah. But I never, after Paris scored that opening touchdown, yeah, and La Vega tied it up. I never felt like Paris was going to win the game. No. So no. I, but I think La Vega Argyle is gonna be fun because it's gonna be a real test. These, these are the two best teams in that region.
0: Yeah. Next pick, Thursday at Sweetwater's Mustang Bowl. Shallow water mm. taking on Brock. I think I'm gonna go there. We'll get there get to that in a minute. We'll talk a little bit about that. This is really fascinating. First off, I would I think we talk so much about Chad Worrell. He's so good. He's such a great coach. They've done such a good job in such a short time at Brock. Gotta give a shout out to Brian Wood. He kind of he, he goes and becomes an AD, and we think, oh, we'll never see him again in the coaching ranks. He did a great job with Kenny Randall, got him to a regional final where they lost to Alito. And you think, well, that was great. And he seems young. And why is he getting out of coaching? It seems like he's pretty good at this thing. And then all of a sudden, he pops up here at Shallow Water last season. Yeah, he lasted a year as, yeah. as, out yeah. of
1: coaching. He, you know, he had the itch
0: still. Yeah, uh, he's got a great quarterback in Cutter Sparks. Cutter uh, Sparks, great name, uh, great quarterback. They're they're just they're they look good. They're a weird matchup for Brock. They're gonna they're gonna fly all over the field. They're gonna throw the ball. Uh, big question about whether the, what the weather will be like. Last I checked, it'll be chilly, but it doesn't yeah. look like there's gonna be a lot of uh, wet stuff. Wet stuff out there. Um, really excited about this matchup. Really curious to see how it goes and and also to learn who the real Brock is, yeah. right? We've just... I think they've been mostly banged up. I think the issue is a lot of injuries. Baylor Cup hasn't played some games. uh I mean, it's
1: a tough matchup. Breckenridge is the right. team that knows them really Breckenridge well. Breckenridge just seems to know they how to their screw with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Just kind of one of those... One of the, that damn team, you know? Yeah, exactly. Breckenridge yeah. is it when Brock exactly. sees out there, there's that damn team yeah. again. And, and
0: we just... This is just a really fascinating matchup because I look. I think the winner of this of, of this game, you go. All right, you know they're in the driver's seat. They've got a, a, at least a fifty-fifty chance to win. State at that point. That's how good we think these two teams might mm-hmm.
1: be. Mm-hmm. You know, Shallow Water and Brock played last year in the I, can't, I think it was the second or third round. Yeah, Shallow Water was real banged up and lost. Yeah. And I think they've been. Chomping at the bit for this to right. show Brock that they can play with them. They've yeah. been kind of this has been circled, I think, for them and they're healthy. Yeah. I mean Cutter Sparks last week. I mean, I mean last week we thought, okay, Eastland, you know, Barron Morton and that Eastland offense, they're they're gonna give Shallow Water some trouble. No. Man, we blinked in this 21-0 shallow water. Yeah. And I mean, it was
0: over. It was over. Absolutely.
1: So, I think it's gonna be a great ball game. I think I think it's gonna be a matter of I think Shallow Water. Brock's up front, they're so big up front. Yeah. They're gonna wear Shallow Water down. I think the first part of this game is going to be key because if Shallow Water can run out to a little bit of a lead and make Brock play their game, yeah, it kind of negates Brock's advantages up front, right? But if Brock is is you know this game is you know Brock can be able to lean on them, I, I just think in the fourth quarter Brock's going to pull away. Yeah, so I think it's a matter of Shallow Water getting the game in, in, into their pace and and in kind of running running changing the tempo of the game.
0: The key, yeah, the real key for Shallow Water. I mean, obviously they need to score more points, but getting a, a two score lead late in the game is is almost a death sentence for Brock because they're just not built to fly down the field quickly no, now, no they no. will sometimes they'll, they, they play they break plenty of runs but it's not an offense that's designed to make up time or points
1: no absolutely not I, I think yeah if, if shallow water can do that I think they've got a great shot and I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch and I think this is I'm putting this on upset alert I'm Brock is my favorite. Uh-huh. I think water has got a really good well, shot. Well, there's
0: no games on this list I don't think that uh that aren't kind of 50-50 at this point. Yeah. I think there you can point to some favorites in some of them, but you just wouldn't be that surprised if mm-hmm. it went the other way. All right, what's your next one?
1: Going up to Amarillo.
0: Okay. All right. This now is the first one thur- not on my list.
1: Not now Thursday night. Okay. Uh, it's moved. Yeah. 12 and 1 Abernathy yeah. taking on 12 and 1 Canadian. Yeah. Um <clears throat> this is this is a game, you know, Abernathy, after their big win over Childress, yeah. they got all they wanted from Tulia. Yeah. Shout out to Tulia. What a run for the Hornets this yeah. year, getting to the third round for the first time in school history. That game was 21-20 Abernathy, Abernathy after three quarters. Mm-hmm. Abernathy simply could not throw the ball. They were going against the wind in the fourth quarter. They couldn't throw the ball in the wind. So what they do? They unleashed Bryson Daly. <laughs> 326 yards rushing and four touchdowns, yep. and Abernathy outscores Tulia 13-0 in the fourth quarter and wins 34-20. Yep. Um, great job. Now you get Canadian. <laughs> and
0: and my thing with this, too, is we've already seen Canadian sort of handle the uh, do-it-all quarterback team with Childress, right? Yeah. Like, they, they, they've seen this before. This, is this isn't some know. new formula for them. Uh, and oh, by the way, while you're doing that, you get to play linebacker and try to chase you know Cavalier all over the field, exactly. and, and that and,
1: spread wide open offense. Yeah, that just, just everywhere the he's hell out of flinging everything.
0: the ball around you, and all the guys flying behind, flying around behind you too. So,
1: I think I think yeah. that's the thing is is Abernathy Can, Canadians just got more weapons. Yeah. A, a, the Abernathy's path to an upset here is to just maul Canadian, yeah. and try to just beat him up from up front, and try to just put immense amounts of pressure on Cavalier and force them into mistakes, yeah. force Canadian into third and long, um, and then controlling controlling the ball with their running game. Um, that's a lot. A lot needs to go right for Abernathy in this <laughs> yeah. one. I they played in 2014 in the regional final that legendary Canadian team beating like 56 to yeah. seven. It won't be 56 to seven, but I think Canadian. Uh, Especially now, if this game is being played Friday in the mm-hmm. elements. Mm-hmm. Maybe I lean more towards Abernathy. Yeah. Thursday, it's going to be cold, but it's not going to be wet. Yeah, you know, I, I think Canadian. I think we're probably looking at Canadian Gunner around three. Probably
0: yet again. Yeah,
1: round yeah. three. Yeah, so, but yeah, I like Canadian. But I think it's a, it's an interesting matchup to see because I, I, I think Abernathy is good, but I, I think Canadians are really good.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of there with you. Uh, it didn't make my list, so that's and that's kind of why. My next pick, Thursday at the Ford Center, battle of state champions. My game, Munster versus Mart. Oh yeah, uh, fascinating clash. I mean, look, Munster has found a way, time after time, to win these big games, but I just don't know if they've. I mean, Antennahaw was great. Yeah. Lots of speed. I still don't know if they've seen a combination of speed and size like they're going to see against Martin.
1: Yeah, Mart's a souped-up version of Tenaha. Yeah, in, in a lot That's, of ways, yeah. it's a Division One. Yeah, Mart's basically a Division One team. Yeah, you know they won the Division One title last yeah. year. So yeah, um, I think Munster. Munster does have a couple of weapons that Mart's going to have a tough time dealing with, yeah. namely Danny Lutmer, the yeah. big wide receiver yeah. who impressed us in the state yeah. title game last year.
0: Throw it over some people. I think
1: yeah. Munster is going to the, the, – the the over-the-shoulder fade, the jump ball, to yeah. Lutmer is going to be big. Um, McGrew is a great player, Parker yeah. McGrew at quarterback. And I think Munster is better than Mart up front um, overall. But mart is, Mart's is mart got the ability to play Munster close up front, and then Mart's got such, so such talent – Shatidrick Bailey and Tyrick Horn are yeah. just, I think they both had 200 yards rushing yeah. last week, and I think they combined for eight rushing touchdowns yeah. against Gray. Yeah. That's a really good Graypland team. Really good. And Mart beat him by 42. Yeah. It was close for about a quarter and a half, <laughs> and then Mart just hit another level. So uh, um, I'm, Munster does not want to get into any kind of shootout with Mart because that's the, not the way to success here. It's not their path. Right. Um, but I think if they can. And I think part of it is, I think it's going to be a mental thing. If they can can, kind of keep this thing close, hang in there, Letmer makes a couple of big plays, you you never know. But I I think the battle of state champs, I think Mart's probably your your, uh, pretty sizable favorite. I
0: I think so too, but it's going to be real interesting. Super fascinating matchup for state champs though. It absolutely is. And I still remember Coach Brady Carney when he found out that he was going to be in the same region as Mart and basically just being like, well, that's – that's not very fair. That's yeah, not, that's he, not very nice to the UIL. He, he was, this is what I get for winning
1: a state championship. His text to me, and he texted me where the location was. He yeah. goes, because we're playing Mart. They're really, and then all caps, really good." <laughs> so I tell you, he knows how. how he knows it's Mart going to be is, a yeah.
0: challenge. Yeah, for sure. All right, what's your next
1: pick? All right, my fifth and final pick. 2A, and Paul Roberts will love this. I'm going with New Deal nice. and West Texas.
0: This is a fun one.
1: Man, that New Deal offense last – now, New Deal – credit to Panhandle. New yeah. Deal beat Panhandle 67-49. to 49. Yeah. New Deal's offense has been on a roll since about week one. Yeah. Uh It's been destroying <laughs> everyone. Shit, Whit- Whitfield is a cyborg. They needed it last week. In Whit- Whitfield uh, – yeah, 460 yards of total offense. Um, I think he had six rushing, two passing touchdowns, something Decent. crazy. Yeah, solid game. <laughs> um, and they needed it because Panhandle, Braden Durst put up big numbers as well. So yeah. um, I think the biggest thing in this one, West Texas is an underdog here. Yeah. Uh, West Texas lost to Panhandle in district play mm-hmm. by 13, I believe. So so they're they're an underdog. They barely slipped past sundown 28-26 last week. Um you, you, credit to West Texas for getting this far, losing Jalen Conyers to Groover. Um, you know, Avion Cruz has stepped in and done a great job, um, really, really fast. West Texas has a, has a lot of speed, but New Deal's got. But the problem is, is the, it's a bad matchup with New Deal because yeah. New Deal's got more speed. Yeah. Because you got Whitfield, DK Blaylock, and then yeah. that crew. Um, I think we're looking at a New Deal Referee State Championship game. I'm here and for that, it. That's the biggest reason why I picked this game because yeah. I, t- I think New Deal is. On a collision course of Refurio for Ooh, a title, baby. and I think that I mean, I'm here for the fireworks. I'm here for that game. Yeah, I, it's a little weird. You know, sometimes we, we get tired of seeing the same teams every year. Yeah, and Refurio's been there quite a bit. but yeah. Refurio new deal. I'm here for that. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, right I'm here for it. Too. My fifth and final pick.
0: I'm also going to hang in the 2 a ranks. Burton versus Fall City at the Alamo Dome, 7:30 p.m. on Thursday night. Oh man, Fall City. Sort of perpetually, the small school region four team that doesn't get a lot of attention but is always awesome. Yeah, they're, right? they're, they're kind
1: of the bridesmaids. They, they, couldn't, yeah. get Bremond. they couldn't
0: get past Bremon. Couldn't get past Bremon. one year
1: lost to Bruni, I think. Yeah. Now it's Burton's kind of been the thorn.
0: Burton's been the thorn in their side. Here's their chance. Keyshawn Johnson, their quarterback, kind of leading the way. Uh,. I mean, it's going to be – it's fascinating. I think what's interesting, Burton's really
1: fast. Demondrick Winters. He, Demondrick I mean, Wendros. Burton's got a – that's the thing. is that At this level, 280, Burton's got a D1 commit. Yeah. <laughs> Demondrick Winters is committed to TCU. Yeah. False As good as Keyshawn Johnson is, I yeah. don't think he's that low. Right. And then uh, Hamill, Caleb Hamill, the quarterback for Burton. Who's just, he just put uh, yeah, up unbelievable – Yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Un- unbelievable. Lander Gilpin-like numbers yeah. Yeah. Uh, at Burton as yeah. well. So I think there's going to be a lot of points in this yeah. game. I'm surprised Falls City agreed to play it on Thursday in the Dome. I thought Falls ah. City might want it because Falls City's a Maybe. wing T team. Yeah, you know, it's, be a, it's be a fast track, and that really suits Burton. Yeah, uh, in this matchup. So, well, I and, don't know. You know Coach Hart pretty well. I talked to Coach Hart yeah. uh, Saturday, and he he said he goes, "We're going to have to play a perfect game to beat yeah. these guys." He goes, "They are yeah. really because they're just a lot faster than we are," and you know he said because we, well, I congratulated them on his win over the, over Woodsboro because yeah. they blew out an unbeaten Woodsboro yeah. team. He goes, "Yeah," he goes. It's a lot tougher from here on yeah. out. He's you know, just like, it's going to be real tough going <laughs> it's forward. It's that time of Cause, year. Because guess what? The winner of this game, your reward, the winner of Mark Munster. Yeah. So it's going to be tough. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's a tough road for sure. But yeah. um, I think Fall City, I think they they got a little stunned by Burton last year early because of the speed. I think they're going to be ready for it. I'm not sure they'll get a knockout punch early, early in the game like they did last year. Yeah. I like it. Those are
0: uh – those are our five, our five games that we're looking at. So, quick segment while we're talking about games. I, I, I bring this up because of Salina and Argyle. There's, I have this thing. Mm-hmm. It's a game I'm way too sure about every week. I, I, I have this reaction where I go, that, that ain't going to be close. Mm-hmm. And then the more I think about it, the more I start to get nervous that it might. Right? If I were putting money on it or I had something at stake, I might be getting a lot more nervous as with every passing minute. Last week, Salina versus Argyle. Bill Elliott is a very smart football coach. I am a very dumb football writer and editor and digital guy. And I go, What is he? He's crazy. Mm-hmm. That ain't gonna be close. And then it and then it was really close. And I'm trying to figure out what that game is this week. And I'm going through I've been going through the games one by one, trying to go, that ain't gonna be close. And then wondering if yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I got one. Okay, go ahead.
1: Birdville didn't rhyme. That ain't
0: gonna be close.
1: Birdville didn't rhyme. <laughs> no, I look. That's the one. I, I that's the one I looked at, and I was like, you know what? I think I can see Birdville. Right. Denton Ryan. So they played in yep. Week 11. They played yep. a, about a month ago. And this is a classic. This is almost in a similar vein to Argyle right. Salina. They played in Week 11. It's a little bit different because Birdville came out and hit Denton Ryan in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Went up 14 nothing, and then Denton Ryan scored 49 in a row. And then Birdville scored two garbage-time yep. touchdowns to make it close. Birdville struggled a little bit with Grapevine last week, 28-21. Yes. They had, but yes. that was a Grapevine team that Birdville blew out in the regular right. season by 30. Yeah. So I wonder if Denton Ryan's just like, we know what these guys have. We're good. <laughs> and Birdville – comes out and it's the old it's hard to beat a team twice you know it's the max thompson adage it's <laughs> it's not mine but i i I, 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 I treat it it's like it's tried gospel. and true right yeah. i don't think birdville's winning the game but it i will not on paper denton ryan's by by 20 right but i right could totally see looking up saturday night yeah. and seeing the score denton ryan 35 birdville 31 or something like that that that's my game that i think has a chance to be close that no one really expects
0: right i am going to throw out a few candidates here because i'm not sure which one it is yet but it's one of these highland park versus john tyler
1: highland park rolls those guys highland
0: park's gonna kill them
1: right yeah of course but what if what if they don't what if they don't i'll be really happy (laughs) Just because I want to see John Tyler in Longview. I, I Texas. I want East Texas. nothing more than John yeah. Tyler in Longview. Yeah. And they'll play back-to-back on Saturday at State. Oh, yeah. Long- chef's kiss. Yeah.
0: Longview beat Vandegrift easily last week. Longview just looks like a team of destiny right now. Right now they do. They're, They're going to play bad, spring bad. Westfield. Yeah.
1: That's not going to be close. And Westfield doesn't have enough offense. They beat client 10-6, Max. not be close. It's not going to be close. they Longview this week. But what, but what if it is? What if it is? Because yeah. at
0: some point, doesn't Longview have to have the – Longview oh, can't crap score game.
1: seventy every week, right? Like the oh
0: crap game, like oh they they finally did it. They finally tripped over their own shoelaces we like four it was times. Coming last
1: week, it was a little while. First, it was only 28-21 <sighs> at the half. So I think Westfield will have Longview's attention. I will say that. But, I think so. But Westfield's good enough to beat them. That defense right? is really good. And my final one, I think, and it, this is kind of
0: boring because they're all big school, but I, I think they're just that's the way this is all shaken out. Allen versus Waco Midway. That ain't gonna be close, right? No, that ain't gonna be close.
1: And Terry Gamble knows Midway. He's the coach.
0: <sighs> and yet, Midway is Mid- like Frankenstein this time of they year. They will not die. They will not die, man. They they are chasing you down the freeway. They they, they beat they just they beat Temple. They should have lost to Klein Oak. They were down twenty four nothing. Twenty four nothing. Twenty four nothing hash. came back one twenty eight twenty seven. That's that not that does not look good. That's no. not a good resume look, but they just find a way. Yeah. And it's infuriating so, and that's fascinating. And their
1: quarterback's banged up? No way they hang with Allen. <sighs> Nick Menez was running around on a bum ankle and There's no way, leading to a comeback. There's no way.
0: There's no way that's gonna be close. So those are my uh I like sh- it. surely
1: surely I will wake up and have cold sweats over one of those because one of them, I, I I will make a bold proclamation. One, one of these games will be closer a than it should be. One of these games will be within a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Birdville, yeah. Denton Ryan, Allen it's, Midway. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one you had? Uh, uh, Allen Midway, Alan Midway, Longview. Longview,
0: Spring Westfield. Spring Westfield, and uh, I've already lost the other That's one. Right. Sorry. You've done it to me. It's oh, your fault. One of, oh, Highland uh, Park, John Tyler. Yeah, yeah. yeah, One of those games will be within a touchdown. One of them will be within a touchdown. That's probably right. I Old don't prediction. think there's any in the small school ranks that I feel that way.
1: Sometimes the gaps are a little bit bigger.
0: Well, I honest. just think that the way this, the season's shaped out, it just kind of makes sense, right? I mean, it's just kind of the way that these things... They, here's here's actually the other one. All right. Fort Ben Marshall versus Huntsville. I mean, they should just murder him. But, look, Huntsville has... like they've, I've, seen, yeah. I've seen Huntsville in person, and I've <coughs> watched... Two Marshall games, and I just—I think, I, I think Hun- Marshall's going to run right over them. But then, like, I just think Huntsville is having one of those years where they're just plucky, man. They yeah. find ways. Kind of like
1: this year's College Station.
0: They are a little bit, and it's funny that they're from kind of the same area and they play play those College Station teams. If Huntsville
1: puts the defensive effort that they put out against Manville against right. Marshall, they got yeah. a shot. <laughs> Fort Bend Marshall, <laughs> right? Against Fort Bend Marshall, yeah. But if it, the Marshall defense shows that they're probably getting killed,
0: and it's yeah, that's just it, <clears throat> it and it's just so confusing because. I just don't know. His team's okay. weird. All right. Um do you want to are we doing where to first or do you want to do the fun fact first? I'll do the fun fact first. All right. Matt Step, this is uh going this is a callback to a result from this last week because uh it's that time of year and without without Tepper here I have to kind of put some things together, some fun uh fun What's facts Tepper doing having a baby? I know. What is he doing? Bad timing. Should have thought about that. Does he, does he even really love Texas high school football wow, if he's not I'm here not sure. doing this podcast right now and having a baby instead? I think he loves his baby more than us. It's that time of year. Yeah, I can't imagine why he would. Um, priorities, like I said. Uh, it's that time of year where I'm sort of evaluating how we got to this place that we're at with the teams that we're at, that we're, that we're watching. And so I dug into Jerry Forrest's rankings strength of schedule okay. now i was looking at this for the mr texas football award and we won't go into that because that's top secret yeah sure. but do you I care to follow g- away over there max yeah i know right so yeah, sorry sorry I, don't, I shouldn't put that out in the open it. i shouldn't have it hanging out from the windows in bold print do you care to guess which team in 6a which team in 6a's opponents had the best record
1: that's is it overall or teams that are left? Uh, through last week. Okay. Is it a team that's still playing? Or are they done? They're done. Okay, it's a
0: team and that's this done. This is this is why I'm bringing it up because okay. I think they deserve a shout.
1: Okay. So it's somebody who lost last week. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go with the task of Sita. No. No. I don't even think they're in the top twenty, man. Oh gosh, what a terrible guess! I know. Not I, great, uh, not great. Some of these not. I nailed, some of these I don't.
0: Your John Horn Jaguars.
1: Oh gosh, yeah.
0: Number one, their opponents' records this year. I kid you not, it's not even close. One hundred and seven and forty-two. The next closest team with that kind of record was Ulysses Trinity at ninety-five and fifty-three. So twelve, 12 more wins. Their wow. opponents. Well, are you looking the at? It, I mean, five and eight, Mesquite Horn Jaguars who shook up the high school football yeah. world and and made a little run of there
1: well, you look at it i mean non district they played allen, yep Highland park, yep, Arlington, Arlington. Mm-hmm. two of those teams are still undefeated, yeah. one Arlington lost in the was undefeated for a while And lost one game yep. this year, yep. eleven and one, yep uh and then I can't remember who the fourth non district game was against I can't either. the but point is in the district it. they longview rockwall, yeah. Or
0: This then, is a callback. This is justifying what Tepper and you have been saying all season, that they were, like, the most dangerous. First, they were the most dangerous winless team in yeah. the state, and then they were the most dangerous 3-7 and seven team in the state. It's true. Yeah. They played an impossible schedule. Yeah. Uh, that is your fun fact. What a 5-8. What an odd record, 5-8. and eight. The
1: toughest schedule
0: uh, opponent's record in 6A, Mesquite Horn.
1: And speaking of bad records, yeah, we still have – one six-win team still alive in Tidehaven. Yes, and a couple of five-team, 5, te- five lost teams, 6 not f- 6 lost teams. Excuse me, not six-win teams. Uh, Riders, I think seven and five, or eight and five. Side Creeks, eight and yeah. five, uh, and Albany's eight and five. So there's several five. If
0: well, you Decatur's you,
1: seven and six as well.
0: If you'd like a little uh, another sort of a few more tidbits from six A. All right. The number four toughest schedule. Team their opponents are ninety four and fifty-five. The undefeated North Shore Mustangs. That's, That's how freaking good they are. And they have they are destroyed these teams. They
1: haven't had a close... the closest game was their fourteen well last week against Katie. Yeah. Their eleven point win over Katie. Right. And did it it never really felt like they were gonna lose that game. No. That's how good they looked. Yeah. It's unbelievable.
0: They're real freaking good. And finally, rounding out the top five. The other two were Ulysses, Trinity and Katie. Two okay. and three. Katie actually had a tougher schedule in North Shore because they played North Shore twice, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, San Benito, number five. Interesting. They did right? a tough
1: non district schedule.
0: 90 and 56, their their opponents this year. Yeah.
1: So those Browns are your, your top five. A team, yeah.
0: kind of a, that's, that, that's my. I oh, did then, it. That's a decent San fun San Benito factor. is a, is a, is a it's, shot out of left field there. Right? I, you know, I'm I'm here to try in Phil Tepper's shoes. That's not quite as juicy as what he comes up with, but it's pretty good. It's, it's decent, good. right?
1: Good job, All right, Max. where are you headed this week? All right, Thursday night, I will be at the Star. The Star. For Munster and Mart. Yep. Uh, Friday, a doubleheader at the Star. <laughs> uh, <laughs> first game is Iowa <laughs> Park and Glen Rose. That's right. In the second game is Texarkana Pleasant Grove in Pittsburgh. See, I have thought about going to this,
0: but I, you know, I was there for the regional final last year when Pleasant Grove won. State was it regional state semifinal? Is Graham?
1: Were we at the Graham? Oh, we were at
0: the Graham. It was a state semifinal. That's (sighs) right. I wasn't there, but they. I think they played there the week before too, or something like that. Yeah. Either way, I was there, and they looked very good, and and we were there with with Coach Gibson as he was celebrating. I have this thing where I don't want to watch the same team play in the same place around the same time the next mm, year. Makes sense. I really want to see the Glen Rose-Iowa Park game, but it could be somewhere else yeah, where yeah. I could see something else. The problem is the weather might be so bad that I'll just want to be indoors.
1: Yeah. And eat Connie Rosso?
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Make my wife furious that I'm always eating Connie Rosso and she's never there. Oh, um, sorry, Mrs. Thompson. That's all right.
1: Or the trade
0: off is... I stay out of the weather. I stay out of big weather, watch the games at home, and then do a a big day on Saturday. I haven't decided
1: yet. Okay. And then uh, Saturday, I am headed to Houston. Yeah. Because I'm I'm a crazy person.
0: You are a crazy person. This is Uh, established.
1: I'm going to be at uh, U of H uh, at 2 o'clock Saturday for Shadow Creek and Richmond Foster. Yep. And then I will mosey on down the road, not very far, over to NRG Stadium. Yeah. Just down Old Spanish Trail in Houston. Yep. And... Get to see the machine that is North Shore yeah. uh, against the defending 6A Division II state champs, CyFair at NRG Stadium, a 6 o'clock <laughs> kickoff. Uh, North Shore is like a 28-point favorite or something <laughs> against the defending state champs, folks. Yeah. That's yeah. how dominant North Shore is. Yeah. Cy Fair is good. Yeah. This is not elite Cy Fair. No, but they're very, very But good. they're very good. Yeah. They're 11-2. and two. Yeah. And North Shore is like a four-touchdown favorite. That's how good North Shore is. It's so. ridiculous. Looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited to see North Shore. I'm excited to see Shadow Creek. Yeah. So it'll be a fun weekend. Well, we're, uh,
0: we're damming the torpedoes. I think we're going to fire up the swag wagon on Thursday and take a small uh, posse out to Sweetwater, go to Big Boy Barbecue. Yeah. Hopefully get there early enough to get some of the key lime pie before it's sold out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, bundle up. Because yeah, I'm guessing it's going to be very freaking cold yeah. in that windy Sweet. little bowl at yeah. the Mustang. And Sweetwater's
1: press box is not all that.
0: No, easy. and I usually don't like to sit in the press box yeah. anyway, but I may not have a choice if it's that cold. Yeah. But uh, we'll be packing many layers uh, to tolerate all of that. But
1: uh, West Texas wind. But if you see the swag wagon rolling down I-20, oh, baby, oh you can't miss it on I-20. Oh, you it's going it. to be
0: good. Maybe we'll take our own space heaters for the press box. There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not sure a fire marshal will like that, but it's yeah. okay.
0: Uh, I you know I was tempted to go down to Waco for these games on Saturday, Allen Midway, uh, and uh, Longview, West Longview Westfield. Westfield. Just like we were talking earlier, it's not gonna be close. It's not gonna be close. Boy, <laughs> blowouts. No way. Yeah, that wouldn't be worth the drive. Mm-mm. Uh so I'm just ah, I can't make up my mind. We'll see.
1: We'll see what I end up you'll, doing. You'll announce your schedule on the show on Texas Watch Texas. I, here's you, the, if I you want to know where Max is, watch Texas football truth, today. The
0: truth is I would I the game I would like to be at is Southlake and Duncanville. My concern is that it's going to be Jack Wagon Central. It is going to have mm-hmm. too many the place is going to be packed. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of media there and a lot of people and I just cannot and You have
1: little tolerance for Jack Wagon. Yeah, I
0: cannot, and just no elbow room is not something I'm super interested in. Uh, I'm kind of surprised they're playing it there with these two <coughs> crowds, like two schools and the sizes that they mm-hmm. are. But I also understand it keeps them out of the weather if the weather's bad. Yeah. Uh, that would probably be my first choice if I could just hover in some corner with a, a bubble around me where I can't bump into anyone. I, I don't know.
1: But. Well, next week that won't be an issue because AT&T Stadium will be available. And there's oh, a lot more room. Oh,
0: man. Here's, so we've talked about this a little bit, and I was talking with a couple people about this over uh, last week. Part of me, the this has been a weird year because we haven't really had many games there. Normally, we it feels like we've had more games at AT and T yeah. Stadium, not
1: just in the playoffs, but sometimes during the regular season. Yeah, last year we had AT and T Stadium during Thanksgiving, th- yeah. uh, Thanksgiving weekend, second yeah. round.
0: The Ford Center has kind of become the star, has kind of become the default to go to now mm-hmm. for a lot of these teams. I kind of like it. There's part of me that likes preserving AT and T just for the state championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bigger stadiums. It's kind of the same with NRG. I, they, atmosphere, play, you lose. they play so many games at NRG now, and and most of the games the crowds just aren't that big, and it yeah. just feels like you're playing in a big kind of cavernous. 10,000
1: people yeah. at NRG is not it's great. 10,000 people at Ford Center is right. unbelievable. Right, exactly. So, I think state semifinals is a good round to open up at yeah. and and get it going. Don't there. agree
0: to play Highland Park
1: there, though, <coughs> whatever you do. No, and it uh, looks like uh, <laughs> to my understanding next week we're going to have a doubleheader Friday at AT and Okay, of state semifinal games. Okay, to be determined, and then on Saturday, at least two and maybe three games on Saturday at AT okay. Stadium. So
0: Texas. Saturday next, yeah, I will not. You oh, you, can, you can go, but I'll be. You'll stuck be. In this you'll office. be gearing up for state. Yeah, we will but, already be working on our previews for state for the games that have gone final. Because we're crazy people here, and we will be doing video game simulations, even more of them oh, yeah. this year. TexasFootball.com will be the in, place for all in that. which, In which Matt Stepp will panic, apologize for some of the players, and, and the their, way the, and their, their skin, skin tones being, being off. off. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: didn't know Highland Park got so diverse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a video game simulation. These yeah. things happen. They have uh, computer-created players. Yeah. Uh, how'd I do? You did great, Max. It was fun. Yeah, I'm sorry if it didn't quite have the... Uh, complete onslaught of factoids that you're used to but i, I hopefully i did my the best tepper energy did great it was fun that's fine all right well thanks for doing it man.
1: we'll see you friday on texas football today mail yeah, friday mailbag so if friday. you listen to this and you want to send your questions in join us friday at noon
0: yeah thanks for subscribing and we'll see you next time